again. And we have been doing a series called The Summer in the Psalms. I hope that you've enjoyed this series. And uh, today I want to take you just to five verses today. Psalm 103. Maybe you want to turn there. Psalm 103. We're going to look at verses 1 through 5. And today I want to share a message entitled, The Benefit of the Devout. The benefits we have as a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to talk about that today. The psalmist talks about these in these first five verses. And um, I think it's important, I think it's important for followers of Jesus Christ to have an idea as to what we have as children of God. And I think that's important because, again, some of us, our, our definition of a relationship with God is we say the prayer whenever we say the prayer, you know, the big one, right? Where we give our lives to Christ, right? And that, that's a big prayer, okay? And then we just wait to die. And, and go to heaven. And that's, that's not it. How many of you know there's so much more to this journey with Jesus Christ than just that, Right? And, and these first five verses of Psalm 103 uh, detail those. And, and I just wonder if some of us today might be unaware of our benefits. You ever into, enter into a job and not know of a benefit you had? Like one time I was working and uh, at, at a, I was young uh, so this was a long time ago, uh, and uh, I was working at a grocery store, okay, and I didn't know, I didn't know that I got a half hour lunch break. I didn't know. I just kept working and thinking I was being the good employee until my boss had to remind me, hey, Phil, why are you still, when did you take your lunch? I said, what lunch? Imagine me saying what lunch. <laughs> and, and he had to remind me of my benefit that I had. Some of you, maybe you're at a place where you get like, uh, like when my son used to work at American Eagle. Uh, he, uh, I probably shouldn't give a plug to a store, but I just did. Uh, but he got a discount as, as an employee there, which uh, his mom and dad really miss. But... Uh, uh, and, and, but it was cool. What is that? It's a benefit. It's a benefit, right? You have some benefits as a child of God. There are some things that you have at your disposal. There are some things that God does for you regularly that maybe you're aware of, maybe you're not aware of, but I want to remind you of here today. So if you're able to, if you could stand in honor of God's word as we read this together, we're in Psalm 103. We're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to go to verse 5. If you don't have your Bible, you can look on the screen, and, and we'll all be on the same page. Okay, here we go. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. 
Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, here they are. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I want to give you the benefits of the devout today. So God, would you remind us what you do for us because we're your children? Would you remind us, Lord God, of the great things that you have made available to us, that you bestow upon us, Lord God? And and if one of these, Lord God, we've made ourselves a little unaware of, or if there's one of these, Lord God, that we maybe have to tap into today, God, would you do that work in our lives before we leave this place here? And God, I'll thank you. We'll thank you for the benefits that we have in you. And it's in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. 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 You may be seated. The benefits of the devout. So here we go. I, I, again, I, I want us to be reminded of the benefits that we have as followers of Jesus, as uh, children of God, that is entitled to everything. If you know Christ, then all of these benefits are yours. Okay, and and let me just say, there's no seniority plan here. Okay, so it's not like the people that have known Jesus for 50 years are entitled to more of this stuff than the person who's known Jesus for only 50 minutes. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're entitled to all of these together. So let's take a look at them, okay? First of all, uh, I'm thankful today that as a child of God, there is a release that I have from the bondage of sin. Are you thankful today for that? I'm so thankful. Verse 3, and we'll just read the first half. The psalmist says, Who forgives all of your sins? He forgives all of your sins. Now, I touched on this last week, but for those of you who may not have been here, or maybe you missed it, or maybe it was just real boring at that point and you fell asleep. I'm, I'm kidding, because I actually have a squirt gun in my pocket, and I'll just, I'll nail you. You know who you are. Um, but I think sometimes we get this mindset that God forgives most of our sins, but that one sin that we can't forgive ourselves of, we assume that God can't either. Am I speaking to you today? Now, this isn't all of you, but I've met too many Christians, too many followers of Jesus Christ, who will say, well, I just don't think God can forgive me for this. Or, you, you're con- be- here's what you do. Here, here's what we do, okay? Every bad thing that might happen to us, what do we do? We trace it back to that one sin that we committed a year ago, 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, more. And so every bad thing that, has ever hap- that ever happens to us, we say, oh, he's getting me. He's getting me back for this. And that's not what he does. It's not what he does. I'm thankful today that one of our benefits as a child of God is the fact that he forgives all of our sins. And so every person in here, you need to know this, that every one of your sins, when you ask God to forgive you, he wipes them all away, every single one of them away. Now, how many of you know that some of us, when we gave our lives to Christ, we still had some rough edges to work through? And some of us still might be working on some of them rough edges, right? I mean, come on, be honest. Some of you, your language, for example, was just terrible. And you gave your life to Christ. And your language is still terrible. Okay? So what is that? That's that fancy word that we use called sanctification. And what that means, what that means is that there is a process that begins. When you give your life to Christ, there's a process that God says, okay, we're going to tip away at some of these areas. And you're not always going to get it right. How many of you know we don't always get it right as children of God? Can, can, we, can we give ourselves a little bit of liberty here to say sometimes we don't get this right? Sometimes we fail. This pastor makes mistakes. <laughs> don't tell my wife. But this pastor makes mistakes <laughs> because she already knows. Uh, this pastor makes mistakes. But here's a verse that we can rest on. A verse that's written for followers of Christ just like us. A verse that I quote here all the time. If we confess our sins, he is faithful, 1 John 1, 9. He is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's that word all again. This is the way God does it. He wipes you clean. He wipes away all your sins. Perhaps you're here and you're not right with God. Perhaps you're here today and maybe some sin has entered into your life and and things have not been good between you and the Lord for a while, may I tell you that you are one prayer away from having your life changed today by giving your life completely to Jesus and say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. I make you my Lord. I make you my Savior. I will do things your way. And then when we slip, then when we mess up, we've got verses like this that tell us all I have to do is pray. And he'll give me that new start that I need. Are you glad today that the Lord releases us from our sins? Can you say amen? Amen. Secondly, not only is there a release, but also there's recovery. There's recovery. We can recover from those things that weaken us. Now we're back in verse 3, talking about how God helps us recover. Verse 3 says he forgives all your sins... And he heals all your diseases. Now, we believe here in this church, like many other churches, that God still heals today. He does. I can show you from Scripture that God is a healing God. And that didn't stop in the first century sometimes. I still believe that we could lay hands, like we did before, we could lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
That's just not for the preacher to do. That's not just for the televangelist to do. That's for all of us to do as followers of Jesus Christ. Amen? And I believe that God is a healing God. Well, pastor, I don't agree with your theology on that one. May I ask with a show of hands, how many of you have been healed by the power of Jesus Christ? Can I see your hands? Hmm. That's a lot of arguments. That's a lot of people. Wow. Let me see those hands again. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a huge, huge chunk of this church. So I think you would agree with me that God's a healing God. And that you may, you, you may not even be able to break it down theologically, but all, all you know is what the blind man said when they saw him run around after Jesus healed him. They, Who did this? I don't know. But here's what I do know. I once was blind, but now I see. And that's all he had. And maybe that's all you got. But folks, that's a testimony that you could hang on to and you could remember and you could know that the same God who healed you in the past is the same God who can heal you again today. Can you say amen? He heals all of our diseases. I believe that he heals our bodies. I believe that he heals our minds. I think for a long time the church, and and I've grown up in the church, I'm just over 29, and so I've seen this, just over, just over, and, and, and we haven't always gotten issues of mental health right in the church. Somebody might have a broken leg, and we'll send them to the ER. Somebody might have a short circuit in their mind, and we'll tell them to pray more. And I think the same God that can heal that broken leg is the same God that can heal depression and anxiety. That's why, that's why I thank the Lord for Christian counseling. Because I think, in, in fact, let me tell you, church, by the way, why do I bring this up? Because there is a mental health crisis in our country right now. They're really, and do you know whom it's affecting the worst? Our kids. Talk to any of our teachers. Talk to principals. Talk to some parents. What this pandemic did to the mental health of a lot of our kids is still not being fully grasped yet. And our kids need a touch from God. Our kids need help. And I'm thankful today that he is a God who heals the infirmities in my body, the infirmities in my mind. He puts people in my path like godly doctors, godly counselors who can walk me through healing and bring me to that point. Aren't you glad that God uses people with those giftings that way? And, and this is the way that oftentimes, sometimes he just heals on the spot. Sometimes it's a process. Pastor, what's the difference? One's shorter, one's longer. That's all I got. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Some people try to write books about that. You know, get your blessing quickly. I just know that my blessing doesn't always come quickly. But I know who gives the blessing and that's all I need. 
So he's a God who not only forgives all of my sins, but he's able to heal all of my diseases, all of them. If you're facing sickness today, you can call on the name of Jesus Christ for healing. And we believe that in this place. We believe that from the word of God, and that is for you today. Thirdly, oh wait, let me show you 1 Peter 2.24. almost forgot. He himself bore our sins in his body and on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. I believe that Jesus felt our sicknesses and our infirmities when he was punished on the day that he was crucified. And he did that for you, friend. Thank you, Lord, that he forgives all my sins and he heals all of my diseases. Now, thirdly, uh, he redeems us. There is redemption through Jesus Christ by, a, by being a child of God. Look at verse 4. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Let's camp out on that first half of that verse. Redeems your life from the pit. May I ask you today, is your life the pits today? <laughs> A little play on words. If you remember when we uh, were studying Psalm chapter 40 in this series, there were many like cisterns and pits that would be found all over the land. And sometimes animals would fall into there or maybe even a human being. And it wasn't like a, a two-foot hole. I mean, this was a very deep pit full of mud and, and just not the place you want to be. Very hard to get out of. Very hard to get out of. Maybe some of us are in situations that are really hard to get out of. Maybe some of us... Our situation right now is not what God intended for us. Maybe because of what we've done. Maybe because of what somebody else has done. Maybe your situation is just terrible. But here's what I know. As a benefit to being a follower of Jesus Christ, as a benefit to being a child of God, God is able to take us from our pits and place us on sure footing so that we can stand again. I've seen people who are in the pits of addiction and their life has been radically changed. That's my God that does that. What has he done? He's lifted that person out of that pit and placed them on a place where they can function again. That's what God does. Maybe you're in a situation where just like everything seems to be going wrong. Today, you have a privilege to be able to commit that to the Lord and say, God, please just lift me up out of that situation. God, get me out of this. Maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's someone else doing something to you or at you. But God is able to take you from that pit and then place you on a rock so that you can stand. In fact, that's what Psalm chapter 40 verse 2 says. It says this, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. That's the work of my God. God just, he doesn't do it halfway. He not only takes you out of the mud, he puts you on a place that you can walk again and stand again and function again. Aren't you glad that God doesn't take us out of the pits and say, there you go. 
or he throws his back in, he lifts me up and places my feet on a rock. Fourthly today, fourthly today, I'm thankful that one of my benefits is the fact that I have a relationship with my God. These first three you've probably heard before and say, okay, pastor, you know, hurry up because I want to beat the line to Bob Evans, and I get you. But I don't, I don't want you to miss out on this part here. Again, look at verse 4, the second half of verse 4. First it says, he redeems life in the pit, and then look what he does. He crowns you, he crowns you with love and compassion. Mm. Hmm. This is interesting. See, because I think, remember that part where I said that some of us, we think Christianity is just like, I say the prayer, then I wait to die, and, and, and you're, you're especially missing this part of, of your benefit with Jesus Christ. You're missing out on the fact that Jesus Christ is a very personal God, and he wants to be very active in your life, and he crowns you with love, and he crowns you with compassion. You have to be up close to somebody. <laughs> Don't miss this. You've got to be up close to somebody in order to put a crown upon their head. Would you agree with me? Those of you beauty pageant people, you know who you are. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the ladies to acknowledge that. But when they get that tiara, okay, when, when they get that crown, okay, the former Miss Illinois is not just going to throw the tiara at the current Miss Illinois and, and, you know, like ring toss, and hopefully it hits her head. She's got to be up close to put that on her head. And then they, then they do this, and they do that, and whatever that is. <laughs> Anyway, man, filter's kicking in. But in order to put a, a, a crown on somebody, you got to be close. Okay, God crowns you with love and compassion. That is a work that is done from a closeness with God. You getting this? A lot of these benefits and these blessings that we receive from God comes from that close relationship that we have with him. You see, the love and the work of Jesus Christ did not end on the cross. It continues today. It's still going on. It's still going on. When you woke up this morning, God could not wait to meet with you. When, when you made the decision to come to church today, God couldn't wait to interact with you as you worshiped, as you prayed to him. Now as you're hearing his word and how you'll respond to that word when, when we're done here, God loves every second of this. Why? Because God's a personal God who desires not, not a religious experience. Pastor, are you religious? I am not religious. I have a relationship with Christ. I'm tired of religion. I just want a personal relationship with God. 
Because I don't know about you, but there's times that I just have to say, oh God, I don't know what to do here. God, I need this. Lord, I need your wisdom. God, I'm a little ticked off right now. I need your peace. Lord, I'm really upset. I need your comfort. You, you don't get that access through religion, but you certainly get that through a relationship. God, he crowns you with love and compassion. 1 John 3, 1, John the beloved disciple said, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know him is that it did not know. or The world does not know us because it did not know him. I want you to be reminded of the great love that God the Father has lavished upon you. And finally today, there's a renewal. There's a renewal that God does in every, every single one of us. Look how the psalmist puts it in verse 5. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I want to emphasize a word on that screen, on that verse, that maybe you would not be as quick to emphasize as I am. It's not the word things. And, and the problem with American Christianity is that oftentimes we, we've, we're just so focused on the stuff, on the things that we get or don't get. But I want to focus more on the word good. See, he satisfies, every one of us has desires, you see. Every one of us. And it's God's intention to satisfy those desires in you with good things. But the problem comes when we try to satisfy those desires with the wrong things. This is why some people jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, from soulmate to soulmate to soulmate to Facebook official to soulmate to Snapchat official. To, and it's just a train wreck. Why? See, because what's going on is that there's something deep inside that person that they're trying to satisfy. There's a desire that they try to satisfy with the wrong thing. But when we give those desires to God, then not only is it God's intention to fulfill those desires, but he intends to fulfill those desires with good things. If you want security in your life, then let God fulfill that desire with his good things. If you want identity, then let God fulfill that desire with good things. If you want love and acceptance and success and whatever it is that your desire is, let God fill those desires with the way he does it because he always does it 
with the right thing, and those things are good things. And when he does that, then what does he do? He renews your life like you're young again, like an eagle. He puts a newness of life into you. You could be the oldest person here. Don't point. You could be the oldest person here, but because of the work that God does in you, he could renew your life incredibly. Because you've allowed him to fulfill your desires his way. Through his timing. Through his advice. Through what his word says. And that's a benefit from God that I love. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but life gets tiring. Responsibility's tough. Demands can really be crazy. And I just need to be renewed. And I'm learning that the greatest way for that to take place in my life is for the Lord to do his work in me. The benefits of the devout. Jonathan, if you could help me. I wonder if you might be missing or actually you haven't tapped into these devout, uh, I'm sorry, these benefits for those of us who call ourselves followers of Christ. Maybe you've assumed that since God forgave you once that his grace is over. Maybe you assume that God is not a God who heals because you're discouraged in your prayers. Maybe you have just dealt with misery so much in your life. You need the Lord to redeem you from that pit and place you on a place where you can stand. Maybe this has all been about religion and and maybe for the first time, you want to tap into the fact that you have a friend and relationship with that friend who sticks closer to you than a brother would. Or maybe you just need renewed today. And, and you need the Lord to give new life to your work, to your home life, to everything. These are the benefits that we have as children of God. And maybe today you need to say, Lord... I think I've been missing out on one of these or two of these or maybe all five. Today is the day to say, Lord, remind me again what I have as your child. Would you stand with me? Could we bow our heads, please? We're going to pray together and I'm going to give you a chance to respond. But first, I want to ask a question. You know, you may find yourself in this room or you might find yourself watching online and you'll say, uh, I'm, not in a, I'm not in a good place with God right now. I'm not right with him. And I need to get things right with him. I need a new start with God. The Lord is here not to condemn you, He is calling for you. And he says, let's do this together. 
And you'll say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Christ maybe for the first time or maybe for the first time again. And if that's you, the Lord is the Lord's here to do that for you. If that's you, could you just simply slip your hand up and put it right back down? I want to pray for you today that God would do just that. I won't embarrass you, I promise. Thank you. Thank you. I need to give my life completely to the Lord. I need his forgiveness. Is there anyone else here? I need this. I need this, Pastor. Thank you, Lord. For all of us here, in a little bit, I'm going to say a closing prayer, and I'm going to ask us all to pray together. But if you need to respond to this message, if there's one of these benefits that we saw in Psalm 103 that maybe you haven't tapped into, if ever, maybe for a long time, would you pray about that today before you leave? Just say, Lord, I need you to be more real to me. Lord, I, I need new life. God, I, I, I need to know that you're a healing God. Lord, I just need you to lift me out of this pit that I'm in. Those kinds of prayers. So I want to give you a chance to do that. And so when I say amen, I want to open up this room and this altar area or maybe more comfortable praying at your seat. What matters is that you talk to God. And let's do that today. And when God releases you, you can be dismissed to fellowship in the lobby. But I think right now the most important person we can talk to in this place is Jesus. Amen? So Lord, I thank you for the benefits that we have as children of God. And God, if one of these has not really been tapped into in a while, if we've not really made ourselves aware of the work that you're doing in our lives, God, we, we ask you that today that you would remind us and that you would do a fresh work in our lives, that we would not forget any of your benefits. And Lord, together we, we pray this prayer. And church, why don't you repeat these words after me? Dear Jesus, I ask you, forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Help me, Lord, to do things your way more than my way. I give you everything. And I choose today to follow you completely in Jesus' name. And now, Lord... I am changed. Amen. Now, Jesus, meet with us now as we cry out to you. And Lord, I'll thank you for all that's done in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to pray, do so right now. If God